0: This is Near FM
1: 90.3 Now on the line I have Professor Rose Ann Kenny and she is Principal Investigator of TILDA Good morning Professor Kenny, how are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you, good morning
1: I'm absolutely delighted and I have to say I'm absolutely fascinated with the title Principal Investigator of Tilda. Do you get a badge with that?
0: <laughs> no, you get a lot of hard work. <laughs> it means it means you're responsible for writing the grants and and managing the study and supervising the research outputs. And the study's been going now for twelve years. But I have to say, you know, my family joke me it's the third child. I'm I'm very in, I'm very invested
1: in it. Well, I have to say, no, it, it, I, I, I know I'm only joking, but I think it's a great title. It's a great title to have that principal mm-hmm. investigator. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe can we, before we start off, can you explain to to the listeners what is Tilda and why is it so important?
0: So Tilda stands for the Irish Longitudinal Study on Aging, and it's the largest adult information study on health, but also social and economic circumstances of people over the age of 50 in Ireland. It's a very rich sample, and by that I mean that we do a lot of assessments in all of those different factors to understand the characteristics of people over 50 in Ireland, and what it's like to age in Ireland, and what happens over a period of time to the same individuals, um, to their health, their economic status, their happiness, quality of life, social contacts, household structure, all of that sort of thing, everything that you can think of that matters to you as an individual. We're capturing that information, watching how it changes. And the whole point is for us to find early markers, early warning signs of things that might go wrong down the line, so that we can alert systems to act on those early warning signs, particularly with respect to ill health.
1: And I I take it as well, um, it's also a great support to um, to 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 you say the, the the government and also local authorities and things like that who oh, that's are a
0: great point, Michael, because actually what we can do because of the way we 've designed the study at the very beginning it 's what we call a representative sample, so <clears throat> there were nine thousand odd people in the study, not odd people, but nine, almost nine thousand people in the study at the beginning. But the way we generated that sample of 9,000, it's representative, which means that when we make observations, we can actually then um, extend those to local authorities. We can say, this percentage... And therefore, that applies to this local authority. Therefore, in this local authority or in this local hospital community or in this region or in this county, you have X number of people who we have measured and we have found this level of obesity or hypertension or diabetes or high cholesterol or, or gait pr- walking problems or, um, or, or, or in socioeconomic um circumstances that are troublesome whatever you know we we have we have very very detailed information on all of those factors
1: and you know what it it reminds me of is that uh, there's been a number of studies done uh, over years particularly with younger people with you know starting off with babies and them being uh, assessed every five or ten years and yes. that might go Coming on for Ireland yeah. yes but this yes. I think is a much broader study and it, it's it's, yes. one, it's one of the very few I actually haven't heard of any other one that uh, in, in Ireland or actually anywhere that is uh, as focused that has gone no, it's, on it's a very in-depth f- yeah. study and actually you're,
0: you're, again a great observation Michael um, There are ageing studies in most countries now, we're linked into 26 countries, but most of them were only collecting economic and sort of social information, you know, what the household structure was, you know, how many children, uh, who was earning, who wasn't earning in the household, la la, that sort of thing. We were the first to introduce detailed, detailed health measures in the studies, right, And, and those detailed health measures, have now been replicated in studies really throughout the world, and we, we were, were pretty much considered the exemplar study worldwide for how you measure health status.
1: Yeah, it, it's so important, and you know, and people forget about it that you can measure, shall we say, if if you measure just health, you know, how people are feeling, or you know, how how their health that gives you a certain amount of information. But if you take in so many other things in their life, their whole life, what's going on with them all over, it gives you a much broader view and it actually tells you why certain things are happening with their health.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, that's the point. But the whole, the whole thinking behind it is, what are the, then we can, look, If, if so for example, if someone enters the study at age 50, and now we're 12 years into the study, and at age 62 they have a heart attack or a stroke or some memory issues or develop arthritis or whatever, that we can actually go back to our original measurements and look at the trajectory between 50 and 62 and see, okay, what are the previously unknown markers which are now an indication to us that, that this was going to happen to this person at 62 and then we can share this with other health colleagues particularly in general practice but generally and say okay these are early indicators that down the road this might happen to this person therefore you need to act on these early indicators and we're not just doing those traditional measures we're actually doing very novel research what we call biomarkers in the blood which, which will tell us a person's biological aging as opposed to chronological aging. That means how old, really, their biology is. Some people are much younger than their chronological age. Some people are 20 years older than their chronological age. And we've, we've, we've been measuring in cells different ways of looking at that. And are and, and developing novel markers, what we call clocks, with colleagues worldwide, which will predict that that person has a faster aging rate than someone else and therefore is much more likely to get these diseases down the road and therefore has to have these particular interventions and we're even working on novel interventions, novel treatments, novel preventative therapies um, based on the cell information we're getting.
1: Uh, and I, I think that it... This is something that has influenced a lot of local authorities uh, around the country, where you see that they have, uh, or they're providing, um, not just uh, uh, more walks for people, you know, areas to walk, but also in those areas they're providing uh, uh, training uh, machines. You know, I know
0: absolutely. So, so we've done quite a bit of work on the value of exposure to green space in Ireland, green and of course exercise and physical activity and social engagement and so those, those park um, facilities are fantastic for a few people to do together have a bit of fun doing it but get your exercise at the same time, absolutely and you're doing it in an open space so that there are a number of factors by doing exercise in those open spaces that are really a beneficial benefit to an individual.
1: Yeah, they they're so beneficial. To you. and my disapp- my only disappointment with that yeah. is, is that uh, not enough people take up that opportunity. Now, yeah, I know, yeah. COVID has been uh, around, and a lot of these things had to be closed off uh, during COVID. But uh, I I I would do a fair bit of walking myself when I have the opportunity. And I walk by uh, uh, Allenfield Park there, uh, and I see the um, that the machines there, and I don't see anybody using them ever. Wow! And also so, then you go you go yeah, down you yeah. go down the front of Clontarf where there there's some there, and very few you see using them. But if and you in go in other
0: countries, they're used a yeah, lot. So. Yes. Yeah, um, I'm a, that's a really good point. We need to think about how we can better, how we can better share the hard data of the benefit of using those spaces.
1: Yeah. Well, I personally, I think what it is is just it's it's a little bit of embarrassment within people. What is why they're not using them. Well, you see, well, I see that, a that lot. That could of be
0: p- right. I mean, that could be ourselves. You know, as Irish people, because I certainly know in other countries they're they're used a lot. And they're even introduced now I'm a health advisor to the Indian Longitudinal Study in Aging. And I've had some photographs sent from some of the researchers in Kerala where they very early in the morning, I mean at five o'clock, you've got older people using those machines um, before it gets very hot. So so yeah, it's it's a cultural thing that we, we need possibly that we need to um, overcome.
1: Indeed, and, and you know, I, I have to say, I, I've seen them there and they're absolutely brilliant. You know, the, the, the need for older people to, to actually go out and join a gym, it's not really neat. When you have these machines, there's no need and the, there's none of them that you're gonna do yourself any real, any damage.
0: No, no, there isn't. Now the thing is that we don't have <laughs> the great weather all of the time. So that might, I'm sure that's a factor. Um, but, but I mean, you know, if a group of people, are like we would encourage very much walking groups. And if a group of people who are part of a walking group, even members of a golf club, arrange to meet once a week and just do a rotation, they, they often give instructions on how to do the exercises. They're, 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 th- those machines are, are located in such a way that you just go from station to station. You know, it's pretty self-evident how to use them
1: indeed but i think you've 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 hit a nail on the head there i think that would be a brilliant idea if um we could encourage the walking groups because there's so many walking groups out mm. there and mm. um the local authorities i know will probably jump at the, the opportunity where they could uh just you know once a month or something have somebody in the park there who will instruct the the the, the walking group you know, on how to use the how to get the most out of uh, out of these things. And you don't have to do it's not like you, you have to go to the gym for three hours and, you know, mm. pump iron and all the, these things are you only you're only giving them five no, or ten and actually minutes.
0: It reminded me of a story that somebody sent me um from Kilchamach in County Mayo. Now what the local authority did there was they employed for a period of time a physiotherapist. And and it was free. And groups of people did outdoor during COVID outdoor exercises with the physio. They loved it, but it was only temporary, and then it stopped.
1: Yeah, so, I, I, I think you know. I think that would be a, a, a great idea. Um, particularly, you know, if you can the Dublin City Council or Fingal uh, uh, Council. Um, or, or South Dublin, other the 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 four councils here in Dublin, they could could easily have, either one each or or one between them all, who would go round. Uh, yes, and, and people
0: would know the day yeah. and the time. You know, so, so I think that might be a solution to encourage us. We desperately need it. Seventy percent of people in our study, and it's a re- so this applies to Ireland. People over 70 percent of people over fifty in Ireland are overweight or obese and we know that that's a main trigger for increasing age related diseases and if you can um, reduce weight through physical activity as well as diet, it has a a longer, a beneficial impact on you remaining independent and well longer into old age
1: Indeed and uh, I always say it's it's not even just about the weight; you feel so much better.
0: Yeah, it, but you, you, anything which makes you feel better—actually, that's yourselves having a good day. So, as a you know, from my with my science hat on, at a biological level, if you feel good doing something, then it's having some benefit. E- even you know, even if you if you're with colleagues and you have a good laugh, a good. You know, good night out, a good laugh while you're out. You feel so much better after a good laugh, even the next day. And we know now that there's a hangover effect of, of hormonal benefit and autonomic nervous system benefit from having a good laugh. So if you feel good actually doing something, then, um, then it is good.
1: Indeed. I, I remember some time ago I was uh, talking to uh, um, a psychologist and I was saying about uh, when while I was working, one of the things I used to do, I get up in the morning, I used to smile at myself in the mirror. Mm hmm. And mm-hmm. um he was explaining mm-hmm. to me that actually smiling mm-hmm. just the act of smiling Yeah. Actually it creates uh, endorphins. Yes,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's that's correct. Yeah. It uh, smiling, you know, laughter Tickling, all of that sort yeah. of thing—they're all bonding experiences. Even if you're just bonding with yourself so in the mirror. Yeah, and 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 I was—I I was I amazed.
1: I did it just because I had it in my head that's you know, start the day with a smile, and Aww. and it was actually—he was actually saying it actually is doing you good. As actually, by just smiling, it—it—it it, it is helping you to feel better and feel good with yourself.
0: Yeah, and you'll find that if you're out for your walk and you meet other people and you smile, they'll automatically smile back because it's a very innate. We're hardwired to respond positively to that, and then people feel better as a result of that. The other couple of good things you can do first thing in the morning, of course, are take a cold shower, um, sing. I, t- it's, I tell and you this: co- taking a cold shower in the morning. It,
1: it, you know, I'm 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 um, gone past that.
0: No, 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 no! (laughs) And stand and stand for thirty seconds Seconds. on each leg. And yeah, really good for your balance.
1: Well, actually, funny enough, that's one. I have a little routine, I do in the mornings, and that's one of them. I had I learnt that one from uh, I can't think of his name now. He's quite well known, but uh, standing on one leg. So I do about two minutes on each leg. Yeah, as part of a routine. Two minutes on each leg is very good. Mm. Before we go, uh, I I, I, I should say, I don't just do it for that, but I also use it as kind of for stretching, because I'm stretching the other leg as well.
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah.
1: Now, before we go any further, you are looking for new recruits.
0: Let me explain that. So we started to recruit um, back in 2009, And we recruited then um, our our first cohort of TILDA, as I said, almost 9,000 people. Um, And the youngest was aged 50. We had about 58% of the sample aged 50 to 65, because that was representative of the adult population in Ireland at the time. Now those 50-year-olds are 62, because we're 12 years into the study. So we're what we call refreshing the sample with new 50 to 62-year-olds, two and a half thousand Mm -hmm. new people. Now, it isn't for people to ring in and say, I'd love to take part in your study. We will approach people because it has to, again, be a representative sample. So we go through a whole big rigmarole process of randomly selecting people. Uh, But my ask is, please, if you're approached by the TILDA team to take part, please give serious consideration to taking part. It's a great study, it's made a huge difference. We've influenced 120 different policy initiatives in Ireland, or at least been been used for 120 different policies documents. And we've published four hundred papers. Lots of young researchers get benefit from this for their for their future. And and we make the data available to all of the universities in Ireland. So it's not Although Trinity are leading it and managing the cohort, you know it's accessible to. I know Limerick use it in their social sciences and in summer schools, etc. So it's used all over Ireland. So if you're approached, perhaps to consider taking part, and I hope you will.
1: Indeed, and what I would encourage is any uh, younger people that are listening that if their parents or older friends that were. Um, Asked to get involved, encourage them to get involved because it's going to be a benefit to everybody. It's not just yes, a benefit absolutely. to the people who are who, who are who are in the study. It's a benefit to everybody, the whole of society.
0: That's right. That's right. And it'll set. And it'll set. It'll set the tone. I mean, we do projections and uh, and that sort of thing. And I mean, you know, we're we're out we're out to projecting things to twenty fifty. So anybody who's going to be fifty and older, even, you know, up to twenty fifty, this is about you. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Totally. Professor Kenny, thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us this morning. It is um, such an important study, and it is as, as we say, it has influenced. So many things at the moment, but it's also going to influence so many things going forward. It is really a, a, a necessary thing, and thank you for being involved in it.
0: Well, thank you for your um, enthusiasm and support. Much appreciated. Thank you. And Absolutely, thank you
1: take care. All the best. Bye bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye bye. Now, once again, that was uh, Professor Roseanne Kenny, a uh, principal investigator i love that title of uh, tilda and uh, the tilda study i'm also going to put all the um the the web addresses and the the, the the links to that on the um podcast of the interview so anybody who's interested you'll be able to get all that information